Welcome to our Reflections for this week. As we meet together, I pray that you may know the amazing acceptance of our loving Father, who welcomes us regardless of all that we have done. The Parable of the Prodigal Son If you have heard or read the story before, you will know that at one point in the story, the son is in a far away country and has to look after some pigs. This is the low point in the story, which brings the son clarity and changes the direction of his life. So let us listen to our reading, which is from Luke chapter 15 verses 11 to 32 and will be read by Helen Milne. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. She went and hired himself out to a citizen of that, that country, who sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare, and here am I starving to death? I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again, and he was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with them. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your properties with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost 
Und es spannend. Amen. The parable that we are looking at today is often called the parable of the prodigal son. But in actual fact, it is the father who is the main character in the story, rather than the son. The son demands his inheritance, leaves for a foreign country, spends his fortune, finds himself penniless and eventually comes to his senses and goes home. However, it is the actions of the father that are really surprising because despite all that the son does, the father welcomes his son home with open arms. The first thing to note is that the request from the son to his father was not just a slap across the face. It was a request that basically said to his father, I wish you were dead so that I can get my inheritance. And nor would it have been such an easy thing to do. Fields would have had to be sold, hired men probably laid off as the farm was downsized. The son would not have had any friends left in his family or in the local community. No wonder he cleared out and went to a country far away. Now the father could have refused. He could have disciplined his son for asking such an impertinent question, but he didn't. He did what the son asked and gave him his inheritance. It must have broken his heart when his son left. His son may have quickly forgotten about his family, but we can be certain that the father never forgot his son. As the weeks and months passed, the father waited at his home. Every day he thought about his son, and I am sure that he thought his son was doing well and enjoying himself. He knew that he may never see his son again, but he hoped that one day his son would return to him, either because he had run out of money or when he made enough to return in style. And so through all the adventures and misadventures of the son, the father was there waiting for his son to return. And then one day, as he looked out at the horizon, the father sees his son. And what does he do? He runs to meet him. And having reached to his son, he threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son, overwhelmed with affection, begins to say his prepared speech. But he was not even allowed to finish it before the father declared to his servants, Hurry, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and shoes on his feet. Then go and get the prized calf and kill it and let us celebrate with a feast. The son expected to be treated like dirt but was instead treated like a precious diamond. He expected nothing but he was given everything. And this is how God treats us. Even though we can wander from him and do what we want, 
rather than his will. God always welcomes us back with complete love. We may act in disgraceful ways, but God always acts in gracious ways, loving us and welcoming us back when we wander from him. After all, there is nothing we can do that will separate us from the love of God. The son wished his father was dead. And even if we denied the existence of God, God would still love us and he would still welcome us back. Also, we need to note that the son did not have to earn his forgiveness. He'd been prepared to work as a hired man, but the father accepted him back with true grace. Likewise, we can do nothing to earn God's love. It is free to all who come to him. In Psalm 103, we have this wonderful description of God as our loving Father. The Lord is merciful and loving, slow to become angry and full of constant love. He does not keep on rebuking. He is not angry forever. He does not punish us as we deserve or repay us according to our sins and wrongs. As high as the sky is above the earth, so great is his love for those who honour him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins from us. As a father is kind to his children, so the Lord is kind to those who honour him. God loves us and he sent Jesus to us to be the way, the truth and the life. The way home to those who are lost. The truth for those who are confused and need clarity in their lives. And the life to those who have tried to isolate themselves from God and sometimes their families. God loves us so much that despite all that we do, he brings us back to him and welcomes us and accepts us as his sons and daughters, as his dear children, forgiven and extremely precious to him. Isn't that great news? Shall we pray? Loving Father, we give thanks to you for your welcome to us, for your amazing love which gathers us in your arms and draws us close as your beloved children. We who have wandered away have come home. We who have disobeyed you have been forgiven. We who have squandered so much have been given life. Loving God, how can we put into words all that you have done for us? We are so humbled by your love, so amazed by your grace, and so surprised by your mercy. We deserve nothing, but you give us everything, and your generosity has no end. Therefore, dear Father, we come to you as welcomed children with all our concerns and hopes knowing that you hear all our prayers. We remember the people that we are concerned about, whose names and faces appear in our minds 
and we ask that you would watch over them wherever they are. You know the people we care for. Comfort those who are mourning the loss of loved ones. Heal those who are ill, whether they are at home or in hospital. Strengthen those who are tired due to stress and worry. Support those who feel alone due to distance or circumstance. Also be with the many who face challenges due to the effects of our government policy in relation to the coronavirus crisis. And in particular, we remember those in business during these uncertain times. Be with those serving in our health service and those caring in the community as we give thanks for their constant care and compassion to all. Be with those who are in positions of leadership in our country. May they know your wisdom as they take decisions which may affect our lives for years to come. Loving Father, how wonderful it is to be your children and to be part of your worldwide family. Therefore we remember our brothers and sisters in churches in different countries around the world. Be with them in their unique struggles. Help the hungry to find enough food. Help the thirsty to find clean water. Help the persecuted to keep strong. Keep us united as your people, loved, accepted and precious. Thanks to all that Jesus has done for us. In whose name we pray. Amen. So as we continue to reflect on God's acceptance of us and his overwhelming love and grace, let us sing the hymn, Just As I Am, Without One Plea. Just as I am without one plea, but that's thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bids me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. 
So remember, the welcome and acceptance that we will always receive from God because of his great love for us, his dear children. And until we meet again, take care, stay safe, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.